God's Love Language, a podcast designed for Christian discipleship with emphasis on developing our relationship and fellowship with God. Now, here is our host, Joe Enlow. Thank you. Greetings and welcome back to God's Love Language with Joe Enlow. This is episode 20, and it is the conclusion of our latest interview with Anna Michael. Now, you can go to episode 19 to see the beginning of that interview, or to hear the, be- the beginning of the interview. If you can see it, please let me know. She is the author of the book, Let Be What Is, Poetry on the Way God Breaks, Heals, and Shapes Us. In this episode, Anna will be discussing her book in more detail, as well as reading my favorite poem in it. At the end of this episode, I will give Anna's email address as she requested so that anyone who wants to contact her may do so. Now, we're joining the interview in progress. Enjoy. I was wondering if you'd do me a favor. I would like, uh, my favorite one is is found on page 52 and 53, and it's called Justice. And I was wondering if you would do justice to justice (laughs) by reading it from the author's point of view. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Why is this one your favorite, Joe? Because, you know, it hit me. I read, I was reading it. There's so much going on. So many, there are so many relatives that are reacting to the current situation in our in our society, the the sicknesses and the political stuff and this and that, and nobody not knowing who to believe, what to believe, and so forth. And it's like, you know, come on, relax. You know, God's in charge. Nothing's happening without, you know, God knowing about it and allowing it yeah. to happen. And it's like, please, you know, just do something and relax. It's like God, you know, some people who are, who are supposed to be Christians, but yeah. they're they're so anxious and, and, and scared and depressed. And it's like, oh, Lord, help these people. Yeah. But anyway, that's why it jumped yeah. out at me. Good. Yeah. I wrote this one in the height of 2020 last year when things were just feeling so extreme, like you mentioned. And I had really good friends on both sides that were just irrational about what was happening. And I just was thinking there's got to be a better way to approach these things. And so this is what I came up with. And yeah, I'll go ahead and read it. Okay. This is Justice. A friend of mine is crying on my doorstep, another fuming on my phone. First, I think we should remind ourselves, thoughts are worse when you're alone. And then we should remember, the world is crumbling, but no more so now than ever. This is not a call to do nothing. This is not a call to do something. This is just an appeal to keep in mind that if the sky falls, it is because it has always been falling. And that whatever good thing, action, or inaction may accomplish, we cannot keep it in place. Nor can we prevent the real work from being done. Jesus still spins his prayer shawl, still still holds up his holy, hold hands, still gathers prayers in his arms before the eyes of God, mediating all, ministering to all, swaddling oppressed hearts, seeing the hearts of oppressors, offering them corners of his covering, fitting them for justice. I tell myself and my friends, don't be extreme and lose it. Don't be asleep and miss it. Just open your eyes, your soul. 
Let the neighbor nearest you see your naked spirit where the spirit of the sowing Christ resides. This will be enough. Already, it's enough. Amen. Love that. Thanks, Joe. You put it, you put it so well. And, and one thing that really stood out with me, you know, as a psychology person, that fourth mm-hmm. line, th- thoughts are worse when you're alone. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, <laughs> one of the worst things we, we can do is ruminate on our thoughts. Yeah. It's like, oh, please, get out and, and do something. And think about how much time we spent alone during right. 2020, you know, and, and I understand some of that was inevitable, but I think it, it became easy to be extreme when we were alone so much, and that's the principle of life is that we need each other. Yes, we do. And folks, if you you haven't heard about needing each other and what its purpose, I did. I just did four episodes on relationships and fellowship. You need to give those a listen if you if you get a chance. So I appreciate you reading that. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was like yeah, I yeah, wish you had. A, wish you could come by to the local bookstore and we can go for a reading and let you read some more to us. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to do that someday. Though. Maybe. So so what's next for you, Anna? What's next? Well. After I published the book, I I took a nice long rest. <laughs> it was pretty taxing towards the uh-huh. end with all the details. And then, yeah, I what's next is just writing more poetry. I do not have another book in the works yet, but I um, enjoy, I'm just practicing, and I hope to publish again in the future. I think this book was very there was a lot of sorrow that came out in this book and really spoke to some of the grief and pain that I've experienced in my 20s. Um, and I think that's, that's great, but I am hoping to transition more into, like the other, the other day I was praying and I was like, Lord, I've written so many heavy things that I think needed to be written. Mm-hmm. But I pray that you would just help me to write love songs now. Mm-hmm. Like I want to love songs about him. Like, I, I want to be able to write poetry more about the really beautiful parts of life with Christ and not just the, the sorrowful parts. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I'm in a new season of life, and I've, I've been learning and growing a lot, and I'm just hoping to practice my poetry and take it to new heights, I guess, and then, yeah, hopefully publish again in the future, but I don't have concrete plans for that okay. yet. And when I was when I was reading your book, Anna, it it seemed like there was something really deep that you were. It was drawing on your your poems are drawing on something that may have happened to you, or your experience that was seemed really deep and emotional. And I was wondering if you would, with before we go, if you would like to expound on that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the poems are not all written because of one event, but um, they've been written through different seasons um, of the past eight or nine years of my life. But um, when I was 20 is when I really started writing poetry, and I did so because I was in the midst of a really difficult time. And so I can explain that. I, Like I said, I had been raised in a Christian home, and went to Christian high school, uh, was like really involved with my youth group. And um, when I was 20 years old, I went through a very deep, like 
faith and existential crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there were a lot of factors to that. I, I, um, was involved with ministries, but so I had been involved with quite a few ministries at my church after I stopped high school. So from like 18 to 20. And I really, at that time in my life was focused on doing for the Lord and works. And I had very little concept of what it was like to have an, an intimate friendship with him that was life-giving. And so my ministry was very taxing because it was all about me achieving, achieving, achieving great things for God. And I, I really believe that God was so gracious to humble me during that time. But I, I was a couple different things. I was in these ministries that were very unfulfilling and taxing. I was struggling with some sin issues that I could not, seem to overcome and I didn't have a lot of future direction in life so there was these different factors that really started I started struggling internally and um, I really started thinking to myself I'm struggling so much and I don't think that I would be struggling if God loved me the way that the Bible says he loves me Mm. and so because I was struggling I started I started questioning God's love for me. And then I started questioning, well, if God's not loving and the Bible says he's loving, then maybe the Bible's not true. Mm. And so I went into this very deep um, questioning and, and doubting period of, can I believe Christianity? Can I believe God? Can I believe the Bible? And, and if I can't, then who I, who am I? Because, my whole life is built on this gospel message and I now all of a sudden I'm not sure I can believe it. And this went on for a period of like two years, um, two to three years. And I spiraled. I really spiraled Mm. into this deep depression and anxiety because of it, because I just felt like I don't know who God is. I don't know who I am. I don't know if this isn't real, then I don't know what the purpose of life is. Like, it was a pretty, it was the most significant struggle I've had to date in my life. And to the point that I, I never became suicidal, but I, I um, didn't, didn't have a desire to live anymore. I was really at a very low, low point and very dark and, and so confused in my own mind, like so turned around with just obsessively thinking about this all the time that I, I couldn't make heads or tails of any of it. And so I ended up going to counseling with, um, the pastor. He, he had been, he had been my senior pastor, um, all growing up. And then when he retired, he transitioned to, um, pastor of biblical counseling at our church. So I guess he didn't really retire. (laughs) He just changed jobs. Um, and so I went to him for counseling, and I took my mentor, Kim, with me, and I was kind of undone in front of them. Like, I was like, I have to figure this out, or I can't I can't continue to live this way. And I, I really, really benefited from his counseling, and I, I would say to anyone who is deeply struggling, like, find a good counselor um, to process your thoughts and emotions with, um, one that is 
biblically based and loved the Lord. Doug was invaluable to me at that time. But he had me start writing poetry as a therapeutic exercise. So he would just assign a different kind of poem to me every week. And I would, I would start writing them just to process my emotions. And I never really stopped after that. The Lord mm. was, was really kind and brought me out of that season of my life and really made himself known to me um, in the following days in ways that I just could not deny him. And I, I became reconvinced and more deeply convinced of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. Um, and he really lifted me out of that depression. But that was the starting point for my poetry. And mm. yeah, I've, I've done it as like a spiritual discipline or spiritual exercise ever since because it really helped me process my thoughts during difficult times. And for whatever reason, I find it easier to write poetry when I'm struggling with something difficult. And I think it's a blessing the Lord has given me to be able to process in that way because it's very helpful and kind of can help draw me back to Him. So. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. And because I, I know that somebody out there needed to hear that or more than one person, because that is so many people. They talk about what they go through and, and so many people are yeah. experiencing that. And to know that you didn't realize what was happening at the time, but God was preparing you to do something also as long as long yeah. with training you to be a, a more loving and deeper committed Christian but you are also mm-hmm. going to help others through your experiences. And because God yeah. doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste any situation that he puts you through. There's yes. a reason for everything. And, and most I, of the time you can give it away, whatever happened to you, you can give that knowledge away and help other people with it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Joe, I've had, I recently, I've had conversations with people where I think back to that time and I'm like, I had no idea what God was going to do. And I'm so thankful, even though I can look back and still remember how agonizing that time Mm. was for me. And it was just brutal. And I had no, I had no way of knowing or hoping for what was ahead. And yet God has done so much in my life. And I know that there's more to come. And it's just like, yeah, evidence of what you just said. He does not waste anything. Right. He invests in us. He loves us. He wants us to, mm-hmm. to do well and to help advance his kingdom and to help yep. other people. And, and you're going to, I really feel like you're going to really bless so many people through this book. Thank and you, it, Joe. It's just, it's just it's awesome. That. It's awesome. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm glad to, I'm glad to have you be part of it <laughs> and be part of what you're doing with your podcast. It's amazing. I'm trying. I'm hanging in there. We, I don't know if I told you, but we're, this is our one year celebration. We've, we've been doing this a year. We started last, last August in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. And winding this up, do you, do you have a website or a place where people can go to follow you? I do not have a website, but I have a Facebook page and I have an Instagram page right now. Um, so on Instagram, it's my username is Anna underscore Michael, M-I-C-H-A-L. There's no E in that, Michael. And then on Facebook, my page name is Anna Michael Wishart. That's my 
full name. Michael is actually my middle name. So, okay. Can you spell yeah, your you last can, name? Spell your last name for him. Yep, my last name is W I S H A R T. I'm hoping to have. You asked what's next, and I forgot to tell you this. I'm hoping within the next six months or so that I'm going to have a newsletter set up where I um, share one poem a month, just because I I want to be able to share in that with people. Oh, that'd be so cool. I'm writing, yeah, I'm writing new poetry. So it would be poetry that's not in the book, new poetry that I'm hoping to set something up where I send one poem out a month just to share with others and encourage them. So yeah, follow me either on Facebook and, or Instagram and you'll be able to see when that's available. That's, that's cool. I like that idea. In fact, yeah. if I really like the poem, maybe I'll, I'll, if with your permission, I'll read it on in some of my podcasts and then make Absolutely. sure and with your, with a, a way to get in touch with you also. Absolutely. Sweet. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. That'll work. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And if you do um, end up getting the book and you resonate with anything, um, please find me on social media and send me a message and, um, I'll even, Joe, I'll give you my email too. And you, or you have my email. Yeah, you can I have put your that email. in the show notes. But I, I just love to connect with other people. And if something really resonates with you and you want to have a conversation with me about it, like, please reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you. And I, I think that's it. Okay. That sounds great. Anna, we thank you for joining us today. And I hope we get to interview you again in the future. And maybe we'll me get too. to see you on TV or something. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> God bless. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for joining us for our interview with Anna Michael. It's been a great pleasure having her on. If you enjoyed listening to her story, or maybe you have similar experiences, or have questions about publishing a book of your own, feel free to email Anna at amichael.wishert at gmail.com. That's amichael, Michael spelled with M-I-C-H-A-L, no E, dot wishert, like like a wish, W-I-S-H-A-R-T, at gmail.com and please follow her on facebook and instagram until next time may god bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you blessings to all thank you for listening to today's teaching if you would like more information about our podcast and subject matter or if you would like to leave a comment go to godslovelanguage.com Or you may email Joe at jnlow at godslovelanguage.com.